you're looking at hashtag 365 days of getting up i am podcast the easiest self-care self-love and healing podcast in africa get another episode of hashtag 365 days of getting up i am podcast i'm your host lilian ruby so let's jump on it um guys this is this week has really been pretty interesting busy as usual hectic challenging at the same time uh we're just trying to uh, survive and get through the next day as we continue smashing our gigantic goals a day at a time so what have really um uh learned or what i've really improved on this week is how i create many 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 professional uh, professional documents from proposals from um memorandums from um posters flyers etc and this and, and, the, and the website that i normally use or get all this creation from is www.canva.com and also another site called business in a box so that is where i've been learning on how to improve on how i make uh my professional documents or even proposals more appealing when a client reads them so i hope you'll also check them out if you are really struggling when it comes to uh, making your like when you're if you're really struggling with how to improve on how you create documents um especially when it comes to presenting them to a professional client uh if it's a proposal that you're gonna pitch if it's a document that you you'd like to present to your boss canva.com and business in a box is gonna help you big big time so check it out for that so guys um one other thing i've also like uh, been able to learn and um this this is with regards to my daily affirmations on my instagram page on my website 365 days of getting up i am journal um I know most of you have heard me so many times mentioning journal 365 days of getting up I am journal 365 days of getting up I am podcast and you're wondering if I'm either confusing the two of them then the answer is no the two are marrying each other and if you look at um the way I've been uh, I've, I've described my entire podcast on the description box is that my podcast is a personal journal at the same time so what i'm putting out there in terms of writing on my website and in terms of my instagram page i'm now curating all that into an audio form and that is what i'm also trying to share on my podcast in uh, audio visuals if i can call it that so this week's affirmations um i did not let me start with one i did not get up today to quote and quote just to be average i will excel in everything i do that is my first affirmation my second affirmation this week was i am in control of my own actions i'm not in control of what the world can do to me or i'm not in control of what is happening in the entire world but i am in control of how i respond to whatever the world throws away to me my third um uh uh let me see let me see let me see i chose to find the good in everything no matter how bad a situation may seem another affirmation is i am willing to keep going when things get tough to achieve the success i deserve i will continue to keep my head up So despite everything that I'm I'm facing despite the challenges that we normally face uh, on our daily 
uh, life encounters, I will still continue pushing and pressing on until I achieve the success that God has promised upon me. If I can call it that way. I hope I didn't sound like a preacher though. <laughs> um, another uh, affirmation was, I am, cont- uh, I, I am co- sorry, I am committing to only responsibilities which I know I can meet. Guys, I would like to expand uh, a bit more on this affirmation. If there's one thing that I've been kind of struggling for quite some time is I always find myself trying to take up so many things on my plate for the sake of trying to um, achieve quite a number of things at the same time. Um, So this this in the long run kind of impacted on how I deliver certain things because I normally find myself like I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with so many things on my, on my plate. I don't know when I'm supposed like um, to release one thing at a time. That is something that I've been struggling with for quite some time because sometimes there is this superpower feeling that I normally have and I tend to feel or think that I'm capable of so many things. Yes, I'm capable of, of doing quite a lot, but sometimes it's normally healthy for you to choose one thing at a time, something that you can work on, something that you can be able to deliver and do it at your optimum best rather than just taking so many things on your plate for the sake of trying to please people for the sake of trying to prove a point that you know what i can be able, I, can, I can do all these things at the same time sometimes it's not even about quantity but sometimes it's normally about the quality of what you present at the end of the day so what i can encourage you guys about with regards to that affirmation is take the things that you can be able to accomplish and can meet their responsibilities a day at a time. Don't put unnecessary pressure to yourself. Let's move on. Uh-huh. Today's another aff- affirmation that I had posted on a page was, and this was really strong, and this was really inspired by the Africa Day concert that happened recently. And this was a, a paraphrased affirmation from one of the African leaders, and that is Tabumbeki. So here we go. Whatever the the difficulties that I'm facing, as an African woman, I shall prosper. However improbable it may sound, I will be at peace. Whoever I may be, whatever my immediate interest, however much I carry baggage from the past, however much I lose, however much I have been caught by the fashion of cynicism and loss of faith in the people, I'm erring today by simply saying, Nothing, nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop you, dear listener. Despite all that's happening in the world, the time for change for we as Africans, for we as a black nation is now. Let's move on to the next formation. I am courage. I am strength. I am resourcefulness. Let me see if there was another affirmation. I think that was it for this week. So I tend to repeat so many times on what really makes those affirmations be in sync in my entire being. I repeat them every single morning when I wake up before I start my day, before, um, that is after I've, I've had a, a, a short prayer of uh, speaking to God on how I would like my day to go or on what, as I present my verses to God or my request rather. So after my prayers normally comes my affirmation every single morning and before I put my head lay to rest every night before I go to, uh, before I go to sleep, I normally repeat the same affirmations once again 
so guys that is what we all had for this week's affirmations so let's go on to the next thing um so to all have uh, we all know the uh the award-winning boys band group in africa and that is our beautiful and amazing <laughs> don't ask me why i'm using the, the the adjective beautiful on men i believe every empowering and every uplifting comment or adjective or compliment applies to all humans so our beautiful and amazing boys band group south is all have, have released a new single called insecure and I, I must say that i'm really really in love with this new jam why it has touched so many people's hearts with regards to our own personal insecurities for instance i know you may be wondering this chick really looks so courageous in all she does and how she presents herself on how she addresses people on how she looks on the outward but you know what guys just like any other human i have my own insecurities or at least i had my own insecurities until recently when i learned how to prioritize my own self-worth my own self-care my own self-love i I, I, I had another outlook on how I viewed my own self. It doesn't mean that I still don't have these insecurities, but what I can say is they have, they have kind of reduced on how I used to be myself and I love myself more and I wouldn't want to change anything in my life. Funny enough, one of my few or many insecurities, if you can call them that, though I would build on that <laughs> very much, there's this thing about just being a dark skin. When I was growing up, I used to feel or I used to think rather that those light-skinned babes or those light-skinned chicks, they were more beautiful than I was because for me, I used to think these people are getting so much attention than the way I'm getting attention in the society. Let's come, let's, let's go down the memory lane of the dating and uh, the dating and friendships or rather marriages in Nairobi life. So um, it has happened to me so many times that people used to or some people that I interacted with in the past used to prefer a light-skinned chick over me just because I'm dark-skinned maybe they don't perceive me as beautiful so that thing kind of affected me to some extent because I felt really inferior, uh, inferior to that and I didn't feel that I was beautiful enough for me to get involved with any person so it kind of it, it kind of affected my self-esteem as a lady at some point and I really had to do a lot of work with regards to how I view my own self. It hasn't been easy, but I'm loving the woman I am and becoming. And it's it's pretty interesting on how the world is now perceiving the black women in the society. Look at how we're winning the awards like Miss Universe, Miss World Universe, the lady from South Africa. Look at how so many black women are being included in so many Hollywood movies. Look at those many, many, many gov gov government seats, government positions women now black women are now taking up space on how they appreciate their own self-worth and what they have to offer on the table so me as Leland, so me as an as an uh, as, as a chick who used to feel so super 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 low when it comes to my self-esteem with my color with my skin tone I'm, i've now learned to love to love myself better and to see everyone as equal because you're all beautiful we are all human we are all amazing human beings so let's let's get over and done with my dark skin being a dark skin insecurity let's go to the next thing of discussion 
Guys, um, as I was talking about the black women and how they're taking up space, an incident occurred this week where we saw in Minnesota, the Minneapolis uh, uh, crew, uh, they, they, they arrested a black man, a guy believed to, um, they, they, they arrested a, a black man by the name George Floyd. And um, as they were in the action of trying to arrest him, instead of even taking him to the, to the cop's car, if I can call it that way, they ended up pinning him down on the floor and this guy kept on screaming, I can't breathe, my neck hurts, my stomach hurts, everything hurts, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And the public was really on the people, the police, uh, the policeman case and they couldn't hear anything. Like it's such a saddening thing um, of how racism is still taking up space in the world apparently. It's so much sickening. It's so much saddening on how the white people or most of the white people are now um, viewing us uh, as black men. One thing I can say is racism has been there. It's only that we now have cameras to film it. To film, to film it. It's only that we now have the internet to spread it out. But one thing that I can assure you people, change starts with me and change starts with you. Even your white friends. Let's continue encouraging one another that it's not even about her skin tone. We have we have a right to equal access of resources of all the good things in the world it doesn't have to be a, 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 a color a color or a, a color or a skin tone privilege it's really been sad and it's it's been a sad week for that matter for the black community for the black movement for the black nation but this thing has been there for for years and we have a lot of work to do as black people as white people as well to continue like pinning down this entire notion of that uh, black people don't know their place in society or we are not worthy of all the good things that other people are receiving it's pretty pretty um saddening but my prayer is that we all grow from that mentality we all grow to love one another as the way we are despite our skin tones despite our own our own uh uh places in the society despite what we do as a community despite what positions we hold in those top seats wherever we go we are one people one nation one tribe one color <sighs> um covid 19 things jeez um i don't know where to start <laughs> uh with regards to this matter but we all know that the numbers are rising in our country, Kenya, every single day, every single time, overnight, over 24 hours. And these days, the most sickening thing is the number is rising by either two digits or three digits. Guys, for those restrictions that have been given by the government, whether it's minimizing movement, minimizing um, crowdly press places, why? <laughs> the queen me once again crowdly crowdly actually places so um let's observe all the instructions we've been given be it minimizing movement be it washing our hands be it sanitizing be it uh staying indoors and only going out when it's really really necessary uh wearing of the face masks etc and most importantly let's continue praying as a nation guys that is the only way i think we're gonna fight this battle and uh avoid being ignorant to the restrictions that have been given let's keep tabs of everything we're doing let's help one another flatten the curve of covid19 we all want to go out there as we used to we, we all want to hang out again we all want to go back to work we all want to go back to the events and the concerts life 
etc uh, kids need to go back to schools as well literally everyone has been affected by covid-19 and we all need to observe all those measures in order to flatten the curve and most importantly let's continue praying because i believe god is going to hear us at the end of the day Hug. Uh, let me jump on to uh, this week's uh, topic which is expressive art for therapy and I have an amazing guest coming up next. Her name is Nisi Alwatch, founder of Amala Art at Tamabeshte Hapusawa Initiatives. She's doing so much. She's doing so much of good work out there when it comes to be building a community around our art, around uh, expressing ourselves through painting, through drawing, through nature and everything. So I met Nisi in one of our uh, events at work. Nisi was one of our guests and I think the topic of discussion for that day hosted by my amazing boss Shiki Kuroka. Uh, I think the topic of discussion that day was on addiction. So guys, everyone was just um, sharing the story, the stories on what kind of addiction they're currently facing or struggling with. So many people mentioned different things and I cannot go to that due to obvious reasons of course privacy. Um, and yeah, that's how I met Nisi because she was one of our guests and she came over. From there things took a flow, took life's flow and then we've been interacting with so many things. She's come to so many of my events, my work events. She's come to, uh, to so many of my own personal projects with 65 days of getting up like the children's home. She's really taken part in also helping me uh, move to the next level of my dreams, rather my own projects. So this is going to share her story of how she uses expressive art as a way of therapy and how that has helped her as a person and the people around her and the community she's trying, she's, she's tried to build over these um, years. So she's going to sh share her own journey, basically who she is what she's been doing, what she's been up to, her future projects maybe, and basically the importance of using art as a way of therapy. Remember guys, the disclaimer is all is, uh, on this show is, all, is always going to be that what works for you won't work for me. What works for you may work for me as well. We're all trying to work, we're all trying to get things that we can um, eventually use as a platform for us uh, to heal or even tackle our daily encounters as we move together. Um, in knowing our own selves, self-awareness, self-realization, and self-healing and love. So coming up next is Nisi Alouach, drum rolls <laughs> I can't wait to share her story. Coming up next, enjoy. Next is hashtag 365 days of getting up. I am podcast listeners with their own stories and experiences through life encounters. Enjoy. What's up team 365 days of getting up my name is Nisi Aloch and I'm abstract expressionist artist based in Nairobi what abstract expressionism means it's a way of uh, depicting reality by use of different elements that is from the different shapes different brush strokes different colors different beats that bring together the artwork man I understand saying abstract expressionism can be so hard it sounds so unique and foreign 
I also have trouble saying that word most of the time. But in simple terms, it's those kind of artworks that at times you don't understand. And when you look at them, they get you in your zone to think through, to question the thought process of the creation. And the stories that you get from the artwork most times are surprising. Or even you'd find that every different different perspectives bring to one story. But the biggest secret is on the artist who was the, um, what do I say, the creator who went through the process. So back in high school, we used to have the creative option of choosing either art or Greek or was it from science music? I'm not so sure. But then I remember choosing art. My dad told me to take art because it was a different subject that it was not so easy to learn anywhere else. Also because it was like a, it was a luxury subject. Not so many schools offer art. And he thought art was cool having an artist around. So I wasn't really sure when I was taking that subject. I remember our first class it was about lines, elements, and what's the other thing? I used to master this thing. Elements and principles, yes, and principles of art, principles of drawing. So we drew cups, then slowly we started putting in shading, then saying that about painting with watercolors. It was a very nice class because it was different from all kinds of classes. I'm like going to your theory class, art was always fun. The art room didn't have the normal desk. It used, it used to feel like a different experience. I used to look forward to those classes. If you're in any art field, music, dance, or any other thing, you might agree with me that there's that certain competition that is not communicated. There's always someone who looks better in the class. So ideally, I wasn't really the best student in the art class. And for a long time, it wasn't even getting better. Like when I get better, people get better, better. Like I get better, better, people get less. Until I'm just like, it's not a competition for me anymore. So then in Form 3, that's the time where you decide which subject you're going with to KCSD. So my options were biology and I think geography. I was just like, those are the subjects I didn't like the most. I love geography, but our teacher was not a present teacher. I wasn't an exciting person and all those things you do in high school. Biology refused me completely. I dropped it before I even started, before I even started. By the time form one was over, I really dropped biology. I didn't have notes. I stopped writing notes and I didn't have an option. So art was good because I was performing well in art. First, because art has two practical papers. Paper three was 3D art, paper two was 2D art. Then paper one was theory, of which there are only two pages, two textbooks, with each textbook having like 300 pages. Like I'd master those books. Like if anything ever happens, I'm getting an A in this class. So, so that's where. I did art to run away from biology. So then, when I finished school, we used to, actually used to tell us, she's called Miss Ishiki, she told us, you need to keep all your books so that you can act as your portfolio when you get out there. But I think, I think that really meant something because when I went back home, after the time you do that kind of form four thing for burning all your books because you finished school, I didn't burn my art books. I kept all of them. I still have them. Till now, I still read those notes. It's only one extra book for art. So, I picked that book um, and then I went home with all my artwork. So then you come home, then you meet your friends, you show them stuff. So see, I showed them my, I showed them all my art, my sketchbook. And guys, man, <laughs> that was funny because guys could laugh saying that. 
your art looks different it just looks fine but you could see the progress over time but the one thing i never got right was realism art i, I just can't get faces right i'm really struggling with faces i couldn't get like normal forms i tried with animals then i was really good creating texture and like the back my background were fine but my foregrounds were not so good because I do everything right, the sketches is fine, but then one thing just changes when I start painting, like it can really go left. Things just don't go right when you're painting. Like one thing can go wrong and everything just changes the whole thing. So after so that was around 2013 when I, when I cleared high school. Then we joined campus. Getting to campus, I met a friend called Gavin. Gavin used to draw nice, used to have nice drawing. So then he showed me his stuff. I was just like, ah, I also used to draw like on the side, you know, like trying to create small talk. And I was just like, hey, let's do a challenge. He gave me, it, he, I think we, we did with him some sort of, he was teaching me how to do realist art. I did one really nice one. It used to be like my mentor for a period. Big ups, Gavin, wherever you are. So then I learned how to draw faces in campus through lines, using rulers. So for a while in Campo, I did a little bit of art, but it wasn't so wasn't, I wasn't really all out because I remember one time I posted my artwork at the student center that's Moi. Then another guy called Jackton A. Hey, then Jackton came and just put his stuff up. So I was just like, bro, I'm out. I'm out of this thing. I'm not doing this thing anymore. So then I actually called Jackton and said, I like your artwork. Do you mind teaching me? Teaching me like how do you get your lines right? Like Jackton has amazing art. Like, how do you get your faces right? Well, how would you show emotions on faces without playing with people's teeth? Like, I have trouble. This mouth area is the biggest part. I can get eyes right, like, in mouth area. Ah, makosa sana. So then, Jackson taught me. But then I was just very, it was just too high class for me. I couldn't get to this level. I'm a very competitive person. I love comparing stuff. I'm really working on that. I just love, I love competitions. I love winning. I love being on top, but then at this point, I wasn't really, I felt like I wasn't cutting it. So I said, ah, to hell with art, I don't need this thing anymore. So I stopped for a while. Then until um, in fourth year, I'm fourth year, I was yeah, fourth year, my school of business was moved to town. Then I had to stay alone, like all my friends in main campus. We couldn't see each other anymore. Then I was just like, man, it gets so lonely. You know, it gets so lonely. You start thinking about stuff you can't stop thinking you get trapped in your brain and just it just really gets lonely when you don't have people around you and even when you're so busy till the only time you have with people the only time you have to do other things so i said hey okay i need something to keep me company so then i met jan or janice so janice janice is my friend from campus so janice took me to a place in ld we got canvas she, she showed me them tarot of eldoret a place I could get an easy paint. I think getting paint from it, that's actually oil, oil on canvas in Eldoret. I think that was the funnest part of my art life. Oil paint is so much fun because they are so very nice. The, the mistakes that come out there are very, very beautiful. You'd want to see them over and over. And then in a way you also get very high. By the time you finish painting, you sleep on your paintwork and then you can spend so many hours without noticing how much time you spent on that painting. But it's really, you can really get sick because of the, the smells of tap painting and everything. So, 
So after Danny showed me that I did some paintings on canvas, they looked really nice. Um, I see there's one of my paintings of that I painted a dog that Stacy stays with right now. This is my dog. Stacy sleeps with that painting right now. Just like it's so pretty. The paintings came out so nice. I was just like, there's still some talent in this thing. Like there's still I can still have fun. So much fun. I shouldn't stop doing this thing. I should just do it for myself. I'll keep all these things inside. I'll never show anyone my work because again, art comes with a lot of criticism. You see the way a musician will tour a song and get just like that music is trash. People don't. That's very. That's a very mean comment to ever tell anyone. Respect the time that someone. You don't have to understand this, but any form of art takes a lot of time, and understand the artist's process of creation. People are in different stages, and no, let me not digress. So, when I finished, um, okay, when I finished was okay. When after doing like around I think six, seven pieces, maybe I graduated, then I came to Nairobi, moved into Nairobi. But those paintings are so nice. One of my friends, Winnie, came and said she wanted one of those paintings. Like she was willing to buy. I was surprised. Like, you want to buy my art? You want to buy? You like my art? Like, yeah. Winnie's this person. She really, she's this person who always tells you nice things. Like, she really makes you believe in yourself. She really tells you nice things. Like, if you love hearing nice things, I will tie in your life. So when she said, I love your artwork. Remember in campus, she bought one of my paper art. Then she told me, I love two of your artworks. Like, out of the few that I had, she really loved two of them. And she was like, I think you should post this picture, show people what you're doing. Like, no, 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 no. I think I'm not ready to show people what I'm doing because I'm not confident enough to identify as an artist. So, 2019, towards the end of 2018, I was just like, maybe... There's a way through with this because again I'm out of school. I'm just trying to also make put my life in order. And then I'm very categorical and I I work with lines like I drew. What do I say? Like I'm the kind of person I plan for the whole year and I always try to at least meet my goals. I struggle. I I feel good when I meet at least some elements of it showing any kind of effort. Then I say. My life will not just be about work and coming back home. I want something else because also I love playing with my hands. I braid, I love braiding my hair, I love making stuff, I love sewing. Like there's so many things just like I just I need to make this thing make sense. So then I said 2019 is my year. So this year I'm going to come out as an artist. I'm going to identify as an artist and I'm going to show my artwork so i created my first insta my instagram page uh, and my lads underscore my lads single n single l underscore then I, my first painting was someone's painting it was so pretty the first post that i put so beautiful then i thought i just need to own up at some point because again i want to be i don't want to be that body that I, I can't hide in people's artworks i have to end up owning my own work, you know, believe that there's a point why this art chose me. It's not my talent, because talents are like, I think talents are things that just wake up and become a genius. You know, maybe this is something that I've learned, but I've learned to also make it more. Research about Kenyan artists, trying to see their works, and also just celebrating 
because I think learning for me is bigger than anything else. Just trying to understand what opportunities are there and what I can focus my energies on. And also taking opportunities that I can without letting them slide. So 2019 was a very successful year because it was my first year identifying as an artist because I got some exhibitions, a lot of amazing stuff. Then that's when we formed Atnamabeste, this community of art lovers who just come together and tell stories, catch up, and while they create. Because as I told you, for me, art was more of a relieving activity. It's, it's, it's not like a career, no. It is, an, it is an experience that really makes you get to a better version or a higher version of yourself. So at Nobeste came together, came as a result of trying to bring young people together to be able to experience different versions uh, on a natural environment. So we used to have our events at Aboreta, which is coming together, creating one piece or many pieces together, just the whole fun of doing the childish things. So at Nobeste was very easy. It was one of my strong points of We did like around five events, different locations. The same same year is when I actually did uh, with Lilian, the one at Mukuru. We also be, I was able to work with um, Afiakili, Speak Mind Love, on um, to facilitate an art therapy session for teenagers, for kids. It was really, really fun. I think 2019 was very special because being a first year of still defining my art, it really was fruitful, basically. And also was able to sell a lot of artworks, which also makes it more fun because there was money. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, 2020 was now 2019 again, the year that I met. I just have to go back on this one. I remember there was a, there was a show at Mills. Um, there was an artist called She Got Rest. Got Rest is sold in peace. Yes. So, She Got had a live show where he was painting with music. I think it's really fun to do that. I'd want to do that at some point, like for a big event. I do that at home. I'd want to do that for like big gigs where people are watching you paint. And then you can share brushes with people. You can create like there's always music and artist created at different level. It feels really, really amazing. Then a ship had a very big canvas. It was, it was like living my dream. So I came from work that evening and went to the show. When I met Sheep, Sheep was, was very, very high, but was very, very cool. So I took his number, then the following day I called him saying, ZP, and do them them electronic journal, see you could buy ZP for Kikisana. Minge penda kushare at Wakeng, moja tunawele. Because he was a pro, he was super busy for Africa. I applied for that thing. Maybe I wasn't, they weren't ready for me. And I wasn't, I don't know. They just didn't click me. Please read your DM. So, I saw he had painted on um, African Nouveau, and I DM'd him before on Instagram without knowing because, like, it was just like a good experience because I'd spoken to him on IG, he didn't really reply. I think this famous project Then I met him physically, then I had his number, then he replied to my WhatsApp. And the time I was texting him, I was painting that, and it was 3 a.m. The painting was kind of done, but I wasn't so sure because it was for a client. Then I texted him, I WhatsApped him, a VP. Um, I talked to him before to introduce myself. I just had my number by that time. He told me to come to me a picture. 
was like, ah, this looks good, but you know, when that comes, it was supposed to be realistic, but it was more abstract again. It's like, if, if that's not what the person asked for, you don't have to finish it. So then I remember he told me, if your customer came to you asking for an app that you don't do and expect you to win in that line of art, then you're also making a mistake if you promise them. But this is someone really insisted that they want a painting. You know? so it's like, I don't do faces, no, but I want faces. Okay, so I'll try, but I'll show you the I'll show you the process. If this doesn't come out well and good, so at least it was that open conversation telling them that I wasn't sure if I was gonna deliver that face thing, face at work. So then funny enough she was up at 3 a.m. bro. She's like, nigga, how is that even possible? How is that even possible? So replied that's what he replied to me at that time. I was I've been so excited because then those are texts that you send then you stand off your data. Then you go to bed and hope that they don't see the same that they see the following day. No. Because then so what next happened? So 2019 was a very good year. I met Sheep a lot of times. I went to Kuona for his at his studio, he showed me stuff. I really got to like vibe with his art a lot. Because his one even taught me that understand your groove and stick to it. Take time to understand. Even if it takes you how long to understand the kind of art that you do, just keep focused. Stay focused on understanding your artwork at the start. Then when I went to UG, turned out Chip was our next neighbor. He was like my neighbor. He just like I was. This is God sent because every morning, every we have dinner together every day for like a week. He really connected and. He even like he showed me his artwork. He showed me. He told me his whole story, what inspires him: flowers, animals, his goats, his sheep name. So a lot of things. I was just like, I really love getting to understand that it doesn't have to be something magical for it to be big. It doesn't have to be like I I saw an alien to say that now you believe in aliens, you know. So this really gave me the psych to keep on doing what I do and also. Be more hungry. You know, stay hungry. Learn. Stay open for more information. Just you're not. You're never going to be good enough. Like in practical, but mentally tell yourself that. But physically, you need to keep on learning to be better. There's no point of good enough. There's never the best best. But we keep on changing every time. So when we came back, when we came back to when we came back after we became a class, we met with then that was the time that I think we went for Lillian's event. But the whole thing for me, I went, I went, to, I went back and started shopping for shows. Like, I really want specific products. Going forward, if, if I'm not doing water, I'm not going to do water. If it's acrylic, it's purely acrylic. If it is canvas, I'm going to get this type of canvas. I'm going to get specific types of brushes. Like, starting to invest in the whole creation process. Because then again, it's only fun if you, if you gave it your all, you know. So, when I, so then I spent like the last quarter of 2019 was for me like the last half from September. That's the last quarter. From September, it was more about being specific and owning my craft. It's like I do this thing and I'm going to do it all the way. There's no going back now. I'm in it. I can't. I can't undo. You know, the moment you go public, you can't go back again. So the last quarter was very very strong in terms of creating more. Then, at the end of the year, 
I went for my friend's exhibition, photo exhibition, Benson Manunu, a very awesome friend, put a smile my child's face on Instagram. So, so, Manunde, Manunde alikwana, he had an exhibition of his photos to raise funds to build in one for an event. It was a studio so queen South Beach. So going there again, no, still not being so courageous enough because now this is now still the tags real artists, like real stoned artists, not artists who smell like artists. People who have spaces, people who are ready, they don't understand how light works. They know what they're, they're in it 24-7. When me, I'm here, I'm doing it only my nights and some weekends, you know. People put in the 10,000 hours. So when I get when I went there, I told them um, they asked, so you know, like the small talk. I was like, I'm also an artist, but I don't really show my work back then. Because even with that Instagram page, I've had about the whole year, I didn't posted all my works because I was so specific choosing what I put and what I put based on how I felt. Not thinking that at times I'm not doing this thing just for myself. This thing is healing someone else. It's supposed to also help other people understand their stories and get to tell their stories. So. Um, they, there's a guy called Magina in that he told me uh, they are planning a soliloquy. It's <laughs> to have different customs. So they're planning a soliloquy exhibition in June 2020 that he thought I would be part of. Ideally, he felt like that's a space for upcoming artists to share their artworks and tell their stories organically. Because these are guys who've been hiding their artwork for a long. I was just like, that sounds so nice. At least I've met other people who are also doing their stuff to themselves. I was just like, then he came back and told me, no, 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 I think you need your whole, you need your whole exhibition by yourself. You know, that was a challenge. Because then again, if I'm going to do it by myself, I need to create a lot of, I need to create a lot of pieces. I have to understand what I'm doing. Like, I just can't do a mediocre exhibition. Again, I'm a very competitive. So when I come back from just like 2020, is my year, is my art year. This year I'm going to do big things. I'm going to do an exhibition. I'm going to do solo exhibition. I'm going to have like, I'm going to invite people to an exhibition. So the year came. I didn't lose my groove. I'm still creating. But look at us now. Hmm. Coronavirus. Things have changed. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I still have it in my plans, even if it's online. But I have an event that I've planned already. We might even come next year if things don't go very, very well with the whole social distancing thing. So for all this time until this is my story up to today, but what has my what my relationship with my art has been, it's been intimate, very, very intimate. It's been introspective, it's been a journey of healing. Because remember I told you sometime in 2018 was 2019 was a super roller coaster. I have a four I have a four part series um, of artwork showing from me trapped in my brain, meeting amazing people, and also focusing on my inner self, and then believing that the universe has the best things for me. Being doing this kind of art has been able to make me. It has really made me more empathetic to understand people's points of views, to be more open minded. And also like being a better friend, being a better partner, being a better colleague, like being a better sister to people that I interact with. Because the more you spend time understanding your own thought process, you understand the human line of action. You see, 
then you understand that this world is just not about you. People have struggles and your role as a person is to just be a kind human around people. Be the friend that people need. Be the only kind person if everyone is being. For me to be more candid in my own healing journey, in 2019, that was my bad year, it was like a million anxiety attacks. In 2019, I wasn't having the best moments of my life because I was just trying to figure out so many things at once. I was trying, I put so many, I put goals for myself that some are not realistic. So most of the time I was just trapped in my head trying to think how do I get, how do I solve this, how do I fix this, always fixing stuff. When things don't even need fixing, it's not even broken. I just want to feel like I'm doing something all the time. I felt like I spent so much time overthinking. I couldn't sleep at night. Like most of the time, I'd even like, I'd call my friends at night, tell them I can't sleep because I'm having my thoughts again, thinking about stuff that I shouldn't be thinking about. And to be honest, apart from just friends alone, the times that I didn't call, I was with my brush and paint. Because not all the time that they were going to be there. You know, you also can't be an emotional damper all the time, calling people saying you have problems or talking about your problems. So I started distracting myself from contacting people. My art was my, my art was my, it was my medicine. So I just sit down and paint what I feel. And by the time I drop my brush and I feel better. Even if it means having two hours of sleep, but it's two hours of quality sleep, I would do that. So my art was really, it really played a big role in helping me heal through my troubles then. Which at this time I look back and say, I think I did really, really well because with all the circumstances, all the things I was thinking about, I still came out alive, you know. I came out of this strong, I came out of this understanding myself deeper. Mainly because of this four-part art series. This is something I really, I will do something about and show you guys how this thing has really helped me. Here on the airport. So this four-part series, it's an artwork that starts to trap in my head, you know, like, it's like a spider web. I'm thinking there's so much dark thoughts and like telling myself negative stuff. No, you're not good enough. You can't face this. No, other people are doing it better than you are. You need to do like just basically like trying to meet my levels in life, you know. And most of this pressure was coming from social media. So much pressure coming from real life examples. I wasn't just up, I wasn't, I didn't open my eyes enough to count my blessings then. But now I look back and say, this art healed me, this art saved me. And forever grateful for having art as something I can relate to. And I really hope everyone can actually, if you don't know anything else to connect to, I'm willing, I even give free classes. I give classes on art, how to paint. I also give, I also direct sessions. Like if you want someone to sit down with you and just like help you play around, it's something I love to do. 
Please yeah. don't get trapped in your head. Don't, it's not a good space to be in. But art can heal. Art heals. This thing heals me. And even as I end this podcast now, I just want to say thank you, Lillian, for giving people a space to tell their stories. And I'm available if anyone needs help. If anyone needs to, if you want to try art therapy, you can reach me through my socials. Thank you so much, Lillian, for this opportunity. I appreciate it. So guys, we are back and uh, we are almost closing the show tonight uh, with closing remarks. Uh, that was Nisi sharing her story on how she's been battling social anxiety attacks and how she transformed the entire ordeal into passion, into her coming up with projects and um, uh, uh, ways on how she's gonna she was gonna use her own uh, expressive art for therapy for her own self to help herself first before she could even extend the helping arm. To other people in the community so one thing that has really um amused me about uh nisi is she thought to herself that she could no longer uh call her friends every night uh telling them how she's not uh, sleeping how she's uh thinking about the same uh, things over and over how she kept on overthinking it is seen so nisi took it as a responsibility for her to know how or to work around how she could get out of her her own head that had so many thoughts that weren't really doing her any good. So she kept on uh, coming up with things like now the, uh, the, the the paint and the brush in her arms. And that is how she kept on expressing what she was feeling, what she was thinking about through art. So that is a pretty, uh, really fascinating uh, for me because uh, I, I really... Um, I really get inspired or really feel uh, uplifted whenever I see people going out of their way and finding things that really work for them in order for them to get out of these dark mental health spaces. So you've also had, you've also had her saying that she offers free classes for the art uh, for therapy, the expressive art for therapy. She's also willing to sit there and direct you, like um, while while you are expressing yourself through art, she's she's willing to sit there with you through it all and see how you come up with um, a drawing or rather an expressive form of art through your thoughts and through what you are going through currently or currently facing. So, and she's one thing she's also like really affirmed strongly is that art heals. Art has healed her, and maybe uh, uh, many more other people that maybe uh, she uh, she could like invite them all on the show all together. But one thing she's really assured me or us entirely tonight is that art really heals. So that was for uh, that was for tonight, guys. And without much ado, without much ado, I would like uh, to end this episode by reminding you all that we got this despite all this corona fracas we got this you're gonna get through it because we are strong we are one people we are one nation we are one community we are one vibe that is going to do greater and massive things out here so keep it locked for episode four come next week on friday same place same time and i'm going to share with you next week's topic and the guest of course sometime next week so guys 
Have yourself a wonderful evening and remember, God loves you, you're amazing, and you are a conqueror. So I'm gonna leave you with uh, Salty Souls, a new single, single which is Insecure, and may you listen to it, listen to the message, and try to transform your insecurities, your flaws, into something powerful and beautiful. It is from me, your host Lillian Worthy. See you next episode. Bye. Before we crash and burn, hope we see the light.